0: To the go. Okay. Welcome to Sports Med Res' This Week in Review podcast, where we highlight the recent news in sports medicine research. Over the past week, we've had two posts on sportsmedres.org. That's RS.org. In the first post, we described the paper where the authors reported that athletes with a concussion have altered white matter in their brain which persisted for up to six months posed injury and related to prolonged recovery and worse sign and symptom severity. In the second post, we introduced the updated return to play recommendations for collision athletes after cervical spine injury from the Cervical Spine Research Society and NFL team physicians. If we take a closer look at that first post, we find that the authors followed 219 collegiate athletes to determine if white matter abnormalities exist in the brain after an athlete becomes asymptomatic after concussion and if those abnormalities relate to clinical outcomes. The athletes represented three cohorts that completed the NCAA Care Consortium Protocol by July 2018. 82 athletes had a diagnosed concussion 68 matched athletes represented contact sport controls, and 69 matched athletes served as non-contact sport controls. The researchers matched contact sports and non-contact sport controls to athletes with a concussion according to age, sex, education, and reading scores. Contact sport controls were also matched on prior concussion, type of sport, and position. All athletes had a clinical assessment at the start of the study that included a standard assessment of concussion sign and symptom checklist, balance error scoring system, and brief symptom inventory. They also received clinical and imaging assessments at four times, 24 to 48 hours post-concussion, when the athlete with a concussion became asymptomatic, seven days after unrestricted return to play and six months after injury. The athletes with a concussion scored worse on all the clinical assessments at the 24 to 48 hour time point compared with both control groups. Athletes with a concussion had more evidence of microstructural destruction of the white matter compared to the controls at each time point. While the white matter differences between athletes with concussion and controls decreased with time, part of the corpus callosum had persistent differences between groups. The authors observed no differences in imaging metrics between the control groups. Lastly, greater microstructural destruction within the first day or two after a concussion was associated with worse sign and symptom severity, as well as a prolonged recovery time. The authors found that white matter differences persisted after an athlete with a concussion Return to play even though clinical tests returned to a level similar to match controls by seven days of unrestricted return to play. Currently, it's still unclear if these structural findings returned to normal. However, they might since the study included people with a prior concussion and still detected differences between groups. Additionally, it was alarming to see that the most affected region of the brain was the corpus callosum. The corpus callosum is is in the center of the brain, which is likely affected due to the typical mechanism of a concussion. However, the function of the corpus callosum is to foster communication between the left and right hemispheres of the brain. This is necessary to perform both mental and physical components of sport. For example, an athlete needs the ability to perceive depth and to see how far to pass a ball or how much further they will need to run. This ability is due to these two sides of your brain being able to communicate via the corpus callosum. Currently, medical professionals need to be aware that the microstructure of the brain is altered even after clinical symptoms resolve. We need to educate athletes, parents, and coaches, that the brain takes time to heal and to ensure best practices are implemented for safe, active recovery or return to activity. Don't forget that we also share extra material on social media. This week's most popular post was a research article describing a randomized clinical trial that showed the benefits of an injury prevention program for a professional ballet. And if you're an athletic trainer who's looking for evidence-based practice CUs, then please check out our six online evidence-based practice courses available through the Human Kinetics website. We will have links to our summaries, the courses, and the research article on our website and in our show notes. Remember, you can always follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or LinkedIn. We'll be back next week with more sports medicine research. Until then, have a fun one and stay well.